Well, welcome to Hope Chats. Today is episode 14. We entitled it Answering the Call. Uh, it's a special 9-11 edition, and I'm with Laurel right now outside. Hey, Laurel. Hi, Pastor Jim. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing fine, thanks. Doing great. Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. Um, got the little chirping in the background, and yeah. we're trying to Hope Chat in person, which is really fun. Um Today, normally I refer to Laurel as Laurel, and I know her from church. You want to lead her towards the snack pack program. Fantastic. Uh, but today I'm going to refer to you, at least at this moment, as Captain Laurel Bro, United States Navy retired. Um, that's an amazingly long title and also just an amazing contribution for serving in our country. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. It seems as though it was a lifetime ago, though, when I does took really? my uniform off. Yes, it does. How many years did you serve for? 36 years. 36 years. Yes. And when did you officially, you said take your uniform off, when did you officially retire? Uh, June of 2011. Okay. Yes. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm so glad to be here and we have a special 9-11 edition, but before we get into that, can you just ex- just share a little bit about yourself with those who are listening and watching today? Yes. Well, some of you have heard my, what I call my 32nd elevator testimony. So I just want to share a little bit of that. Uh, prior to <clears throat> prior to the Lord radically changing my life, I was going about my business. I had a plan for my life. I was doing well. I was getting promoted, special mm. assignments, etc. But there was just something that just felt off. It, it seemed as though all the things that I had, there, it wasn't filling this thing that was inside of me. And mm. I couldn't really put... A name to it. I just knew that something just didn't feel right. So when we were living overseas at the time and we transferred back to the States in 1998 and I started going to a church and on July 17th, 1998, something incredible happened. Mm. That was the day that I realized that God loved me, that he had forgiven me of my sins, that he knew me by name and that I didn't need to be ashamed of my past any longer. And so that was a huge turning point for me because prior to that, I I was saying, you know, God, I'm going to church, but I don't really feel connected to you or anything. Okay. I'm going to church yeah. because that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. But there was no real connection. And I had prayed a specific prayer. And as I was listening to the pastor preach, he actually looked at me and he said, you and I think he said, like, you, honey, now this is in the South. So it's like, you, honey, the Lord said... And he basically repeated back things that I had said privately to the Lord in terms of what I wanted and why I felt as though I was not experiencing a relationship with him. So that was a really, that was a big day for me because the people who were present came up to me afterwards and said, what happened? You should have seen your face. (laughs) So it it was truly something not only that I felt on the inside, but obviously there was something that caused people to think that something had happened to me. And what what was your face like? Were you just like... I guess my... I don't know. I guess I was glowing. Yeah, yeah. Because people were like, what were you seeing? You know, you just had this look on your face. (laughs) So anyway, it was a very defining moment for me. And from then on, that's why I say the Lord radically changed my life because nothing has been the same ever since. Wow. Praise God. Now, thank you for sharing your testimony. I love how you have like, was a 30 second elevator version? You get it condensed down. I appreciate the way you articulated, though, just saying, um, 
yeah, you were doing all these things and successful, but still there's something aching and, and missing because I'm yes. sure even people watching or listening to this might also be able to relate with that. Yes. They're just kind of like, I'm achieving it so many other things. Right. But still there's something missing in my life. Right. You can have the degrees. You can have the, the right job and career path and all these things. You can have the homes and the cars. But, you know, for me, in my instance, I just felt something that was just like this hole inside of me. That okay. nothing, all these other things were not filling up that hole. Yeah. Wow. And then you found Jesus. And then the Lord radically changed my life, July 17th, 1998. Come on. That's, that's a reason to celebrate. Heaven yes. celebrates. So yes. At least that's what the Bible says. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, so today we entitled the, our, the talk or the conversation, Answering the Call, and as a specific 9-11 focus, can you share a little bit more about that, just about answering the call in your own life? And then also, how does that uh, uh, fit into as remembering uh, 9-11 yes. today? So the reason why I, I say answering the call is because after the Lord changed my life, I felt as though I needed to serve him in some capacity. Mm. At first, I thought, well, maybe I'm supposed to retire from the military and go to seminary and work in a church or something like that, because it was such a radical change. I, wow. I didn't know how wow. I could continue to function in the military feeling the way that I was feeling. But the Lord made it pretty clear that I wasn't supposed to get out. But I kept praying, God, what, what do you want me to do? How can I serve you? And it, what started happening was that I, I was reading through the Bible and the book of John became like my personal book. Mm, like okay. <laughs> I just yeah. felt like that belonged to me. And uh, as I was reading through the book of John and, you know, just focusing on Jesus and his life and what it meant and how he wanted us to be one with him, it just made me want all the more to serve him in a special way. So after praying and praying and saying, God, what, how can you use me? What should I be doing? Uh, one night I woke up around one something in the morning and there was this phrase, Daniel 610. So okay. I did not know what that scripture verse referred to. So I got up, I went and opened up one of the Bibles that I had. And it was the verse talking about Daniel after the, the king had already issued an edict that people could only pray to him. Daniel went to his room and he prayed to God mm. and he said he prayed three times a day. So I said, Lord, you want me to pray? Mm, so I okay. felt like that was his answer to my prayer saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And obviously he, I was supposed to be praying. So prayer became a huge part of my life as a, as a believer. But in the military, it, it was really interesting because at that time I was stationed at the Pentagon. Okay. And I joined the Bible study, so I was going to Bible study. Right in the Pentagon. In the Pentagon. In the Pentagon. Okay, yep. They had quite a few Bible studies. I mean, the place is huge. It's yeah, how like, big is the Pentagon? I, I, I don't know been. the actual dimensions, but there are thousands of people who work oh, there. Okay. And it's like a little city. I mean, there's, there's everything that you would need. You can find it at the Pentagon. Oh, wow. Okay. And so we had multiple Bible studies going on in different places. So I was part of a Bible study. And this was all in uh, 2000. I was part of a Bible study. I really enjoyed it. But in January of 2001, I really fen uh, felt that I needed to change and start going to prayer. Okay. I knew there were some people who were praying in, in this particular room. And so I left the Bible study and I went to this prayer room. And they called it the upper room because it was on the top floor. And it was an old, it was an old 
auditorium and it wasn't used a lot. So there was a lot of free time where you could just go in and spend time in prayer. It was hardly ever used. So there were several people who were going up there at one o'clock in the afternoon and they were praying. So I joined that group and we were praying. Primarily, we were praying for our nation, praying for people to be saved. We were praying for the defense of our country, things like that. It was not a time for personal prayer. It was just, it was really more in a session. So that continued. And then around May, June timeframe, the prayer became more intense. And by this time, the Lord had given me the gift of tongues. So I was praying in tongues a lot. But it became more like warfare tongues. Mm. It was like very physical and uh, it continued on for the next few months. So on nine eleven, you know, so all through June, July, August, September, we were continuing to pray. As I said, it was getting very, very intense in terms of the warfare mm-hmm. that we were that we were doing. So on sep- Monday, September tenth, we were praying, and then one of the women, Linda Herbert, uh, she was in the army. She had left. She was getting ready to leave okay. to go back to her office. And one of the other ladies said, oh, Linda, we need to pray for you. And so Linda came back, and we put her in a circle, and we were praying. And I remember we were, we were praying, touching her back, and some people were anointing her feet. Mm. And then Linda left and went to work, and that was it. It was, a, it was a nice day, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. But it was unusual that we would have prayed specifically for someone. Because you mostly focus because on we large mostly, knees exactly. outside, right? Yes. Yeah. So on the morning of September the 11th, I was in my office. It was shortly after 8. We had the TV on, and then all of a sudden someone said um, a plane hit the World Trade Center. So I walked over to the television set, and I, I watched. We were all crowded around. And then I left to go and phone my friend Pam. We were part of a prayer team at the church. Okay. And I said, Pam, we need to start praying for the people in the World Trade Center. So uh, if you don't mind, I'd actually like to read an entry that I made. Oh, yeah, no, that would um, be great. Thank about you. that time. So it was uh, Tuesday, 11 September. Today, the United States was the target of terrorist attacks in New York, Washington, and Pennsylvania. Two commercial airlines were hijacked and flown into the World Trade Center. One airplane crashed into the Pentagon, and a fourth landed in a field in Somerset, Pennsylvania. I had just finished talking to Pam Caldwell, asking her to pray for the World Trade Center victims and families, when I heard a loud explosion. The office shook, and the lights went out. I got under my desk and began praying. There was a lot of confusion as people were trying to figure out what had happened. Ed came over to my cubicle and did something with the phone. Ed then yelled out to everyone to stay away from the windows. There was some shouting and then someone started yelling, Everybody out! as we filed out of the office. I continued praying in tongues as we we made our way down the stairs. I think most of the people were in shock and disbelief. As we were walking down the steps, I could hear people praying the Our Father prayer. Once we exited the building, we were then told to exit and report to a certain parking lot so they could take inventory of, you know, where everyone was. So that that was what happened in that moment. So my friend Pam, she heard that the Pentagon had been hit and there was no response after we had started talking about praying 
the phone went dead on her end. So then she thought, oh, my gosh, maybe oh, no. Laurel was oh, one no. of the victims uh, in the Pentagon. Yeah. Wow. So it, it was just really crazy. There was a lot of confusion. Laurel, if you don't mind me asking, where you were, how, how many stories are, are in the Pentagon? Uh, so there were five. Five, and so you were located on we which floor? We were on floor? the fourth floor. So how close were you to where the airplane crashed? So we were actually, uh, where the, we were on the D-ring, part of the D-ring, the part that had been reinforced with special windows and everything. The plane came in on the second, hitting the second floor, and that's where my friend Linda, she, the she was in the Army, and a lot of the Army people were on the second floor. Okay. So I, I wanted to tie in what happened on Monday with what happened on Tuesday. So Linda later shared this testimony. She actually wrote a book about it called The Pentagon Miracle. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So so Linda was in an office. They had a meeting with their general. I believe he was the most senior officer who died in the attack. But she was in his office, and then she was called out to go somewhere else. So she went to that location and then the plane hit, she went to her office, and a lot of the people were hunkered down underneath their desk. Mm-hmm. And Linda, when she told us the story later, she said she just felt this voice practically yelling, get out now. Wow. And so she told, she tried to get her comrades to leave, and they said, no, 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 we need to stay here. So Linda ran out of the office, and where she was, and in terms of where the plane hit and what was happening... She said that she was lit- literally dodging the debris, and then she could yeah. feel the like the fireball, you know, because the heat and everything, the intensity. So she was running and dodging, and so she had this flame, you know, like the the heat coming towards her back. The debris was falling down, and and so she basically had to run for her life. Wow! So it was incredible because, you know, I tell people. We have to get used to hearing that still small voice and trust that we're hearing from God. And I know that it doesn't always happen with something as dramatic as, you know, a voice telling you to get out now. Right, right. But there are times where we just need to listen to that still small voice, that prompting. And I think God really trains us, you know, so that we get used to him speaking to us. You know, it may start with something really small. Like you might Mm -hmm. feel that maybe you should reach out to someone or connect with a person or, you know, take someone out to dinner. You know, it might be just something just really small. small. But I think that's how God builds up our faith that we're hearing from him. And then as we take a step, you know, then we have another opportunity to do something that's perhaps a little more significant, something bigger. But in this case with me, you know, it's, it was really about an intense time of like prayer, fasting, intercession, yeah. worship. And I was sharing with my mother-in-law as I was preparing for us to talk on 9-11. Yeah. I was going back and reading through my journal. This is my journal from 2001. I have right. about 23 journals 23 that I've been journals. keeping. <laughs> you go through one about a year or half a year? Oh, not quite. Um, actually... In in the later years, the last few years, yeah. it takes me longer to fill it up because I don't write as often. Okay. Before, I was writing almost every day. So I was reading through this journal, and I was just amazed at what I was reading mm. because I don't often go back and look at what happened back then. But I wrote my mother-in-law, and I said, Mom, I I was almost jealous as I was reading about this person. 
from your own journal. Reading from about my yourself. own journal. Right. Okay. I said yeah. I was almost jealous as I was reading about this person's relationship with the Lord. So my mm. mom, I call him mom. She wrote back to me. Yeah. And she said, "Dear Laurel, I had to smile as I read your letter, for indeed it was a completely different person that wrote that journal in 2001." It was a person listening to our Heavenly Father and preparing for the task of living in that year and in all the situations that faced you at the time. You needed the intense prayer and worship, definitely the warfare, intercession, and fasting, so you could accomplish all that He needed you for, for yourself certainly, but also for those around you and your witness, which still reverberates to this day. And then she said, God equips us at all times and at all seasons. Mm. And praise God, it is not always for what we had to go through at 9-11. And uh, she just said, you have a special relationship, you know, with the Lord. But it was really Mm -hmm. to hear her say that to me after feeling the way I did, you know, reading about the person who was, I mean, in God's presence, like all the time, the weeping, the praying, Mm. the fasting, the worship. I mean, everything was just so intense. Yeah. You know, in some sections... It was as though the way I was writing about it, you would think I was preparing for a hot day. I mean, I was so excited. I was so looking forward to yeah. my private time with the Lord. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to get out of the little space that I had created with him. Okay. You know, I just wanted to stay in that space yeah. all the time. It was like, I didn't want anyone to invade my bubble. Right. And so, it, yes, there was very much a, a time of being nurtured and being equipped and being trained for God's purpose at that time. But what I've I've also come to realize is that, you know, there are seasons for everything in our Mm -hmm. lives. And in this instance, you know, this was something pretty specific. And for what I needed to do, I needed to be in that place of intense prayer and fasting and intercession. And there was a grace for all of that. Yeah. But that may not be the assignment that God has for me today. Right. And so I think it's just a matter of recognizing that God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And there is a calling that we have. And all he's looking for us is to say, hear my Lord, mm. you know, and to respond in such a way that we're willing to take that first step, uh, first small step of faith. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's pretty much what happened with me in 2001. I just, I was praying. I felt compelled to pray. Yeah. I felt compelled to fast. There was an intensity. The warfare kicked in. But I just kept, I just felt mm-hmm. that I had to do it. Yeah. So I continued. I didn't know that something was going to be happening. It was just this thing inside of me that would not allow me mm. to not do it. Yeah, You know, I couldn't go like a whole day without having private time with the Lord or yeah. being in worship. I, you know, it was just this intensity about everything and obviously there was a reason for it because the plane when the plane hit it hit a part of the pentagon where if some of the some of the work had not been done on that section it would have been a lot worse the impact in terms of the number of people Mm, who were killed but because you know we had to reinforce the mylar window so it the, the blast didn't come in you know, so there, oh, there were just a lot gotcha. of little yep. things that happened that made it possible for, as bad as it was, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, for me, 
it was just being obedient, walking in obedience. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I think back to you know being in the building and feeling that sense. You know, when the when the floor shook. I can't imagine. And I just remember, like one of the exit doors, like the fire doors, blew open, and I thought there was smoke. And then I just remembered this pit in my stomach, like, oh God, if this earth opens up, you know, if the floor opens up, there's nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was that type of wow. just feeling like this was it, yeah. you know, and trying to leave, you know, get out in an orderly fashion where they're just pushing everyone, telling everyone, go this way, go this way. You need to go down this set of stairs. And, and so, you know, we're all just trying to get out. And at one point I tried to turn around because... I was leaving. I didn't have my wallet, no car keys, nothing. And okay. I took the train into work. So my car was at the train station oh, in Virginia where okay. I lived. <laughs> and so I had nothing, you know. So it, it was just, I mean, God provided every step of the way because I was able to get on the train. Someone gave me a $20 bill so I could get on the train later wow. that day. Okay. A woman on the train heard us talking about being in the Pentagon and, you know, just talking about all, all that had happened. So she said, I'll give you, there were three of us. She said, I'll give you a ride, you know, where do you live? So when we got to the train station in Virginia, she then took each one of us where we needed to go. God's provision. And uh, I had no car keys, so I I crawled in through our doggy door. We had two big dogs. Into your house? Yes. (laughs) Was this like like just a little doggy door you got through? No, we had two big dogs, like 70 and 80 pounders. I'm thinking of a cat door. That's what I'm (laughs) thinking of. No, yeah, I'm like, how did you get through that? Uh, That's pretty impressive. Doggy door. Oh, wow. So that's how you got back into your house? Yes, that's how I got back into the house. Wow. Yes. So it was just, and Jim was away visiting his family in Ottawa, so he couldn't even get back into the country oh, at the wow. time. So it was just a really intense time, you yeah. know, just uncertainty. They didn't know what had happened to me. There was no communication. So it was just a, it was a really tough time that day. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. I, uh, yeah, I don't think I've met anyone who's actually been in the Pentagon or in the in the Twin Towers personally. You know, uh, and. Uh, on 9-11, so I really appreciate it. I think it was a year ago when you were sharing your story or sometime. Um, I, I didn't realize you were in the Pentagon and right above and just to hear about God's provision for helping yeah. you know, get out home safely. And then for, uh, was it for Linda, right? Yes, For her Linda. getting out the, uh, with the miracle. Um, I really appreciate you sharing um, uh, just your testimony, your story. Yeah. Um, I also just... <clears throat> This is the Bible that was in my desk, and we were allowed to go back in after a certain period of time. Okay. And wow. so I wrote, when I was able to recover my Bible, it says, Recovered after terrorist attack on Pentagon, 11 September 2001. Then I signed my name and put the date, 1 October 2001. Wow. So the other good thing that happened, if I, it's a good thing I could not get back to my office, because okay. when we were outside, once we got outside of the Pentagon, there was another crash. And we thought it was a plane, another plane hitting, but it was actually the walls coming down. So oh. that shot that they're always showing of the crumbled wall, yeah. that was the E-ring. We were the D-ring. So we now, where our office was, instead of there being another set, another ring of offices, yeah. We basically now had a clear view of Arlington Cemetery from, from yes from where your office yeah, was. Yeah, we could look over to the annex oh, area wow. from where we were. So, you know, just wow. everything that happened, you know, just yes, God was there every step of the way. Yeah. Wow. No, I, well, I appreciate you so much for sharing and just being so open and 
sharing that story. I'm sure that's got to be incredibly hard to, to share. As I'm sure there's think so thankful you got out, but there's others who who did not get out. Mm-hmm. And having that time, even just remember uh, answering the call, but also remembering those who weren't able to, to make it out. So I appreciate you sharing that. You did give some practical steps as we've been talking about answering the call 911 already. But is there any other practical steps you would want to share? For those listening or watching, for answering the call in their life, um, whether in a hard season or maybe they feel apathetic or stuck, I don't know where people are at today. But anything that you might want to share for wrapping up? So I, I learned three things being in that state of not knowing if God had a plan for my life. Don't stop worshiping God. Mm. Don't stop reading your Bible. And don't stop praying. Because I felt that as long as I kept that connection going yeah. that God would speak to me at some point. Yeah. And so I would say don't give up because if you seek him, he will answer. He Try. will respond and he will order your steps. And it may not look the way he's doing it with someone else, but just trust that the plan for the plan that he has for your life, that's the path that you need to walk. So for me, it looked really weird, you know, um, in the we prayer warfare <laughs> in the Pentagon, I'm supposed to look all stiff and proper and everything and just like, you know, just going at it, you know, shirt coming out. <laughs> my, my wow. I mean, it was intense at oh, times. Yeah. So, I mean, that that would seem pretty crazy and foolish. But God will trust you and he will order your steps. Mm-hmm. And all it is is taking that small step of faith. Yeah. So. Uh, no, thank you for sharing that. This has been incredibly powerful and just sharing just in such a tragic moment for any of us who were around at 9-11. Most of us probably watching on a TV. That's where I was watching on a TV. Um, and then to hear the story about you being right in the Pentagon. I really appreciate you sharing that. Would you mind um, closing our time in mm-hmm. prayer? Uh, maybe for those answering the call, but also being 9-11 yes. as we're wrapping up. I have a time mm-hmm. of prayer. Yeah. Father, we do thank you for your goodness for your grace, for your mercies that are new every morning. Lord, on this day, as we remember those who lost their lives on 9-11, Father, we pray for the families who are still grieving the loss of loved ones. And Lord, we pray especially for our military men and women who are serving right now, many of whom are serving overseas and in areas where there are conflicts that some of us may not even hear about here in the United States. We pray, Father, for those in leadership, God, that they will be they, they would be using wisdom in terms of how they how they direct the steps of those underneath them. Lord, we pray for their safety and their divine protection. Mm-hmm. And Father, we thank you for all those who are wondering if you have a plan and a purpose for their lives. We pray also for those who may not know you, but know that there is something that is missing in their lives. God, I pray that they would have a divine encounter with you because what mm-hmm. you did for me on July 17th, 1998, Lord, you desire to do with all your people. You don't desire for any to perish, but for all to be saved. That's right. So we pray, God, that today, Thank this would be Jesus. the day that someone would say that on September the 11th, 2020, mm-hmm. the Lord radically yes, changed God. my life. I pray that, Father, for all those who may be listening, who don't know you, And I pray for those who are seeking you and who may feel as though their relationship with you is no longer as it once was. 
Let them see, Father, that this may be a different season, mm-hmm. and in this season there may be a new, there may be new things that you're requiring of them. And I pray that they would be open to the new things, Lord, and not shut you up, but believe God that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Captain Laurel, bro, United <laughs> States Navy retired. I really do appreciate you and your service. You said it was 36 or 38 years? 36, 36 years. 36 years. Thank yeah. you so much for your service. Thanks thank for you. taking time to share. I know i just been really encouraged and, and challenged by what you just shared today. So thank you. And I'm sure for those watching at home, if you're listening, I'm sure uh, what was shared is, is touching your heart and, and uh, encouraging you. And I would invite you, for those who would like to, uh, feel free to share this if you're on Facebook or YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast. If, you, if this is helpful, uh, if you wouldn't mind rating uh, uh, the podcast or sharing that with a friend, especially on 9-11 today, that would be a great way, I think, to bring encouragement as there's a lot of people looking for hope and we're yes. having hope chats and our hope that we find is in Jesus Christ. So Amen. thanks for joining us for uh, episode 14 and we hope to connect with you in the near future.